You're listening to a podcast from Riverview Church in Bowness, recorded during one of our Sunday gatherings. For more information about Riverview Church, or service times, or contact details, go to riverviewchurch.uk or find us on Facebook at Riverview Bowness. So, uh... As you're no doubt aware by now, if you're a Riverview person, that um, you're probably sick of hearing it as well, but Jess and I are not long back off of annual leave, right? And just like many of you, when we're away on holiday somewhere, we just take pictures galore. And then we do probably what a ton of you do as well, and we share those pictures with the entire world on social media. By the way, quick side note, if you get a message from Graham in your messenger inbox, delete it. He's been hacked. Okay, so <laughs> that's the first time I've ever said that in a preach. That's amazing. So like you guys, we've been away and we've, we've shared these photos, photos like this. I mean, beautiful beach on Iona, the island of Iona. There's another stunning picture of it there. And here's another stunning picture right there. <laughs> And you know, I put these on my Facebook page and you know how you get the comments afterwards. I'm not angling for them. I'm not like going fishing, trying to get your comments, but it's nice to see. And you see comments like stunning, beautiful. Thank you very much. (laughs) I'd worked quite hard on my beard that day. (laughs) So, you know, I've got that disheveled kind of island look. Oh, thanks, Eddie. Oh, Eddie being the gentleman, as always. But actually, we had comments about these, like, what great weather. In fact, I think Ron phoned me and said, stop making us all jealous with the great weather you're having. But the truth is that this picture, we kept getting drenched. And the only time the phone was out of my pocket to take a photo was when it wasn't absolutely chucking it down with rain. So the rain was coming through and then there was like two minutes of sunshine. Quick, take photos. And then you kind of move on. And the truth is that this exact photo, what you don't see is that 10 minutes prior to that, I had what can only be described as a mantrum Yes, that's a man having a tantrum. <laughs> okay, don't, don't think I'm different to you guys just because I'm stood here, okay? It affects me the same way. So I had a mantrum because my trousers were getting wet. Now, that's not, like, the mantrum is where the childishness stops, okay? My trousers being wet was the weather, just to put that out of your minds straight away. I had made a poor wardrobe choice and I was not happy about it sheltering in the doorway of a shop on Iona and I was like, this is rubbish. And then the sun came out and I was like, oh, this is brilliant. (laughs) You know, the, the picture captures a moment, but it doesn't capture the truth of that moment. And you know this, because maybe you've put up a picture, like a selfie, and you've, you've just, you're all smiles, but you've just had a blazing row. You know, in fact, not even a selfie, coming to church. How many times have you come to church, if you're married or if you've got kids, and you've come to church and you're like, hi, (laughs) praise God, it's so good to be here this morning, love you all, (laughs) you know. Or or you're all thumbs up, but you've just fallen over and you've grazed your knees and there's no skin left on your knees. Or, Or your profile picture says confidence, but your heart rages fear. You know, the picture can say almost whatever you want it to say, but it doesn't necessarily tell the truth. And even if it does kind of come truthful, it's not telling the whole truth. It's a snapshot. It's a freeze frame. It's a moment that has already passed. 
That's gone, never to be repeated again. Jess probably saying, please don't repeat the mantram again. A picture doesn't tell the full story. It is unfinished. Your story is unfinished. Your story is a work in progress. And wherever you take a snapshot of your life, it is just that. Wherever you see yourself this morning, it is a snapshot. It is a selfie of God's story in your life. So just to very quickly recap, we're in this uh, series called Philippians. I'm not going to preach for long today. The last few weeks we've been looking at the word partnership, which Paul uses, that creates great joy in his heart because these Philippians have partnership in the gospel. And we're going to come back to that in a couple of weeks' time and just conclude that. But today, just for a few minutes, I want to zoom in onto verse 6. Philippians 1, verse 6, and it says this. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I want to whistle you through five quick points this morning. Okay, and the first thing, and this is really, really important, first of five quick points, I want you to notice the word he. He is the one doing the good work. Not me, not you, but he. Okay, that is so super important because we have to recognize all of the good works in our lives are his and not ours. Now, realizing this is the melt of self-sufficiency in our lives because we have to go, it's you, God, I can't do this, it's you. So stop trying to be self-sufficient and realize that he is sufficient. Like, sometimes we can be a bit like, move over God, I've got this. I don't really need your input here, I'm going to smash this one out of the park, just come and watch me, come and support me from the sidelines, like a good father, you know, well done, well done, Graham, you're doing brilliant. But actually, sometimes we have to go, okay, God, I need you right front and center, not on the sidelines of my life. Listen, you'll never be able to perceive or trust what God is doing while you think it is you who is doing. Does that make sense? If you think you are doing the Christian life really well, you will never truly understand the goodness and the wonder of his grace in your life. And you'll never fully trust him because you think it's all dependent upon you. So he, it's his work. You can't take the credit for his work. You can just stand back and marvel and go, it's good, it's good. Potter, clay. Artist, canvas. Composer, manuscript. Overture, instrument. He is a better craftsman a more skilled artist, a more accomplished composer than you could ever hope to be. So actually what we should be saying is, me, move out of the way, let God do what he's gonna do. He, the second point is this, began. This is really important. He who is doing this good work has already started it. Look at me, eyes up a second, sorry. I don't wanna be demanding of you, but look at me. He has already begun this good work in you. It's already happening. It it started a while back. 
You don't have to kind of wait. Oh, if only God would come. He's already doing it. He's already doing that, that work. Psalm 139, round about verses 13 to 16, says things like, we would knit together in our mother's womb that we've been fearfully and wonderfully made. This is before you even breathed the breath outside of the womb. And God was already doing a good work in your life at that point. In fact, he says, David says that all of my days you ordained for me from that secret place. And I believe this is true, whether you are a Christian or not, that before you ever recognized it, and even if you don't recognize it right now, God's hand is there in your life and in creating you. Before you were even a twinkle in your parents' eyes, God knew who you were, what you would do, who you'd become. He has already been doing and is doing a good work. I mean, very quickly, go back with me here. Garden of Eden in Genesis. Here we have this thing. God creates this beautiful earth and the heavens and the firmament and everything he creates. And he stands back and he says, it's good. And then he populates the earth with animals and fish and birds. And he goes, whoa, it's good. And then he puts mankind right in the center of that garden and he says, it's good. You see, God started a good work way before even the earth was born. And you were created as a human being in the image of God. Humanity stands above the rest of creation in that uniquely male and female in his image together. That is the image of God. And so there is a a higher calling on humanity and a higher responsibility on us as well. But the problem is humanity became estranged. You became estranged from God. The story was broken. That the image was clouded, grossly distorted through sin and through death. So yes, we're made in the image of God, but something's gone wrong here, guys. Distorted, clouded, broken. But what was lost and broken, God has also begun restoring through Jesus Christ. Okay, Jesus has made a way through the good work that he did on the cross, through his blood which washes us, cleanses us, restores us to a right relationship with God the Father. So that when he he looked at Adam and he said, it is good, and then Adam gets broken and we all get broken and it's not good. But God's good work is still upon that, so he redeems it, he buys it back, he pays the price for it in his own blood, he cleans us, and now he can look at you. If you've received the life of Jesus into your life, he looks at you and he goes, it's good. It is good. He is able to cleanse us of our sin and begin a restoring work within us. Whether you believe in Jesus or not this morning, that's on the table for you that he can cleanse you, heal you, and begin a work of restoration. By his grace, he invites us to partake in this good work that he has already begun. Right from the beginning, right from your beginning, God's already been doing it. And before you could even know his voice, he's been calling you. 
If you're sitting there thinking, he's not talking to me, I'm talking to you. God is calling you. He is calling out to you. His voice is calling out to you by his grace to come and partake in his plan and his purpose because it's better than yours. I don't want to offend you. You've probably got some great plans for next year, the year after. God's plans are eternal. Your plans are subject to COVID. His plans are subject to nothing and no one. What he is ordained to do, he will do. His plan and purpose is better. So today, if you hear him calling you in your heart, what will you do? Will you answer? Will you respond to him? Will you follow him? The next one is, he who began a good work in you. That's inside. That's here, woven into the fabric of who you are. It's not he who began a good work near you. It's not he who began a good work around you or outside of you, but he who began a good work in you. So you can know, listen to me, whatever is going on around you, whatever is going on around you, he is doing a good work in you. Your circumstances suck, I'm really sorry. I I go through that as well. Like, sometimes my circumstances do suck, but God is doing a good thing in me. Do you know what? Even when I was having that mantrum on the Iona, God was doing a good work in me. Jess couldn't see it. (laughs) She probably wanted to slap something into me. But God, at that moment in time, at that very moment in time where I was being an immature prat, God was doing something incredible in me. Right there and right then. Core, character, identity. It's, it's about transformation within you, sanctification, making right what was wrong, redemption, forgiveness, joy, wholeness, peace, hope, and endurance, all things that God is doing in you at any given moment in your life. And listen, the the circumstances around you are tools that God uses to do the work in you. I'm not going to go into this now because I don't have time, but listen, I really hate suffering. I don't enjoy it. Anyone? (laughs) Yes, I just love it when everything falls apart around me and in my life. No, I hate that. I hate it when I'm in pain. I hate it when I'm grieving. I hate it when I'm mourning. But what I do is I rejoice because I know that God's even using that to do something powerful and incredible inside of me. And so even the worst things that could happen to me actually are turning into gold inside of me because God is doing this good work in me. That's what it means when he says he is working all things together for the good of those who love him, because that means you've got that relationship, and are called, he's calling you right now, according to his purpose. All things, all things, all things. The rubbish things, the great things. In fact, to be honest, the great things turn our head away from God way quicker than the rubbish things. The rubbish things make us focus on him and go, okay, please help. The rubbish things are gold in our lives, in you, in you. And here's a great thing. He's going to carry it on. This work is actively in progress right now. If this good work was a building, you know, I'm amazed. David at the back, he's kind of a bit of a, a closet architect. Okay, well, he's not really a closet architect. He's, he's an architect. David can stand in a field and visualize a house. 
When we redesigned the bathrooms over there, he could stand in those old bathrooms, those old toilets, and go, I can see something here that looks new and looks better. David could visualize that. He could put a plan into process to action that so that it becomes reality. And then, uh, I mean, Graham's house. Graham lives in this beautiful house, which was once a field. And I'm sure Graham stood in that field one day and went, this is my living room. You see, every plan that has ever happened had an architect, had a, had a concept behind it, uh, and then the, the, the construction begins, and the work carries on until it's done. God is faithful to be carrying on right now. You're an unfinished building. The scaffolding is still up, but, but God's still on site, still directing everything. So if you have answered that call of God and if you've received Christ for the first time, you are now a new creation. That's a done deal, it's finished, it's it's happened. You are a new creation who is being formed day by day, moment by moment into the likeness of Jesus. What did the Spirit of God say when Jesus was baptized? This is my son in whom I am well pleased. It is good. And you, now, if you have answered that call of God and received the life of Jesus in you, when God looks at you, he sees Jesus and is changing you day by day from glory to glory into Jesus' likeness. And he looks on you and he goes, my son in whom I'm well pleased. It is good. It is good. As Churchill said, talking about carrying on, this isn't the end. It's not even the beginning of the end, but perhaps this is the end of the beginning. God has already begun a good work in you and he is doing it right now, ongoing until Jesus returns. Fifth point, to completion. I'm a starter, I'm not a finisher, okay? I'll be a rubbish marathon runner. I'd be great in the first 100 meters, suckers, and then I'd sit down and have a cup of tea. I I will start projects, I'll have crazy ideas, I'll be like, yeah, let's do this, But if I don't have the Jessicas in my life to kind of go, well, okay, we need to make sure that we can action this. Graham, honestly, this guy is the most task-oriented guy I've ever met in my life, and what a joy it is to have you here, because I can just go, Graham, I've had this great idea. No worries, I'm on it. (laughs) Let me make a list. You know, Graham even said to me this week, sorry, mate, he even said to me this week that he doesn't like to have a list because he doesn't want things hanging over him, so he'll just keep going, keep going, keep going until it's done because he doesn't want to have this list to keep till tomorrow. To completion is a promise. God began a good work in you. He's at work doing that good work in you right now. And no matter what it looks like at this moment in time, it will be finished. The building will be completed. Who he is creating you to be in the likeness of Jesus, it will come to that point where we stand before him and we see him as he is and we are like him because we've been changed into his image. To completion is a promise from the one who started it, who is still doing it, and has seen the finished picture. 
Jess looks at me, she sees my flaws. She's not critical of them, but she sees them. She knows they're there. We don't talk about it much. <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. <laughs> you guys look at me. You see my flaws. If you don't, you're not looking closely enough. If you think I'm stood here being like a holy pastor, forget it. Sorry. You know, I'm sure there are pastors out there if you want to employ somebody else to do that, that they're more holy than me. I'm not. I'm a work in progress. I have flaws, but one day, every one of those flaws will be moved out of my life, will be polished, will be changed. In Spain, uh, last time I went there, it was, a, it was quite a few years back now, but I remember driving through the countryside in Spain, and everywhere you looked, there were unfinished buildings, construction sites that had no workers on them, just scaffolding everywhere. Uh, and the reason is because the financial crisis hit. Construction stopped in its tracks. All the foremen and all the workers and laborers, they all just went home. Nobody to pay them, no work to do. Everything came to a standstill. Uh, and the country for a while, I don't know if it's still that way, but it just looked like a, a, a skeletal kind of country where you could see what they wanted to do. You could see the dream, the, the vision for where they wanted to go, but it was blocked, stopped, dead in, in the water, right? Listen to me, no crisis can halt God. There is no crisis that can halt God. There is no lack of resources in heaven. He is perfect in all of his ways. There's no hold-ups, there's no shadow of turning in his character. There is no misfire in the promises of God. If he has spoken a promise, he will deliver on that promise. He does what he says he'll do and he finishes everything that he starts. So look, I'm going to wrap up right here and right now. What is the snapshot of your life here and now? Just consider that. If you were to take a, a, a spiritual selfie of yourself right now, what does that tell of your story? Well, I'll tell you this. Wherever you think you are is probably not the reality of where you really are. The chances are you're not seeing the full picture in your own life. It's not the full story. You are a painting that is yet to be complete. You're a piece of clay that is still on the table being formed by the potter. You are still in the overtures of an unfinished symphony that God is writing in your life and in you. God's got this. Hear, hear this. God's got this. Okay? God's got this. You're struggling with mental health? God's got this. You're struggling in your finances? God's got this. You're struggling with your identity? Where do I fit in? God's got this. You're struggling with unbearable pain? God's got this. You're struggling with grief? You're struggling with regret? You're struggling with guilt? God's got this. He's got this. And he finishes what he starts. Listen, if you're a believer here today, your future is secure. If you're not a believer, if you haven't received the life of Jesus into your life, as Graham really brilliantly put it earlier with Andrew, 
Today you can. You can, you can secure your future right here and right now. You see, God has made you to be in his likeness, but that's estranged and broken, but it can be restored right here and right now today. He can begin that work in you. So it's God's good, wise work in you that he has commenced, that he is doing, and that he will complete. Not finished yet. I'm just going to invite the band up, and as I do that, I just want to read this to you again. Because I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus.